This is where I'm I'm glad that nobody listens to the podcast to tell us how <laughs> stupid we are and how much we don't know about what's happening. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geek Chew, a podcast where we chew over the geeky things that we love. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And our intro music is by my brother Ryan. And this week we are not talking about Maggie the Mechanic, Love and Rockets. Yes. Just didn't get to it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do blame mostly you. Just no reaction at all. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's my fault. But we will get to it next week, potentially. That's the goal. <laughs> yes. But we did a lot of other stuff this week. I guess most notably that WandaVision premiered. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We also uh, made it around to the Midnight Sky movie on Netflix that we talked about in our year-end uh, movie review as just a movie that we hadn't seen. And uh, I think it's safe to say that it would not, have, would not have made it on either of our top fives. But I don't, Yeah, no. I don't understand <laughs> Uh, but we did also pick up a couple of the uh, Future State comics from DC in their uh, post-Dark Knights colon death metal uh, event, crossover event. Yeah, you're going to have to bring me up to speed on some of that with whatever you know. because Well, luckily for you, I am well-read in at least two articles <laughs> that summarize death did you metal. Read, did you read any of those stories? No. Well, yeah, I read metal by scott snyder and greg capullo and did not enjoy it so when death metal started ramping up i was like no thanks so i didn't read any of that seven arc seven issue arc major crossover event yeah which sounds like a lot of people enjoyed it but we'll just kind of breeze over that and talk about uh we got the the next batman comic and the new wonder woman uh i think both those issues came out last week i mean other than that we spent a lot of time this week watching tv shows on netflix and nbc uh zoe came back mm -hmm. uh, zoe's extraordinary playlist uh, which i don't know it's just one of those shows that even though i think the first couple episodes for me have been okay yeah uh it seems like it's missing some of them just the music really right it doesn't seem like there's a ton of there's not as many musical numbers big num yeah yeah uh, but at least for me, invested in these characters, just kind of like watching them on screen already. And so and it's still willing fun. to give some yeah. leeway. Yeah, it's just, it is fun. We don't have to go too deeply into Zoe, but. No, and there are some new characters and there's, you know, some people who've left the cast because, you know, died. And then. Um, <laughs> on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and other things. So, you know, maybe it's. Got a different direction, but it's still just super fun. Super yeah, fun to I watch. Mean, other than that, we've just been watching like a ton of reality, sort of reality-based TV shows. Tegan's been watching Ink Master uh, a lot, which, good. I don't know. I mean, we've yeah. seen most of them, but I'm ready to rewatch because yeah. she's super into it. But. Do you know what caused her to want to watch this? Because she's always been like a 
no tattoos kind of person when I'm like, yeah. I want lots of tattoos. And she's like, please don't. I think that would require me having an actual conversation with her. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't occur to you to ask. Well, first of all, <laughs> no. <laughs> Secondly, now I want to ask her. We won't call her out here because um, it's relatively quiet in the house now, but yeah. we will ask her and report back, you know, later. I'm sure we won't. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we also watched, uh, we started watching this Fortune Fire show on Netflix, which. It always pops up on like things that like recommended for us and I've never clicked on it. Um, it just, but it seemed like, well, that seems kind of cool. Yeah. It's just super fun to watch people who are, I mean, presumably good at maybe these people are, you know, novices who are interested in, in competitions. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how good they are actually at forging these things out of metal. Well, some of them must be pretty good because of the like test out stuff at the also, end is yeah. like fucking crazy. Yeah. And also they have, you know, part of the show when they get down to the final two is they send these people back to their home forges and they have all this equipment in their garage. So if they spent that much money on uh, collecting all these machines and they are, are not good at it. Well, it's, you know, I mean, it's possible, but yeah. they've probably got a good bit of experience, right? But it's just fun to watch people build weapons and then see if they work, right? Yeah. I, and it's even more fun is, to yeah. watch when they break. So. Yeah. <laughs> it really is just a great um, process show. Yeah. And the actual physical labor that goes into forming the metal. So that was fun. The other, the other Netflix show that we've been watching. No, I guess there's two. Uh, one is Grand Design, which is this British show about families who are who have decided to design and build their own houses. Yeah, and each episode kind of follows that process through, and the host is really you know kind of acerbic and funny, and it's just really fun to watch as the house kind of develops over the span of. Sometimes I watched one the other day that was over. 10 or 20 years where these people were just like holy smokes actually building their own home uh i i don't know i just heard it uh, recommended on i think it was a episode of stuff you should know that i listened to yeah that's what you had said oh yeah the frank lloyd wright episode probably yeah it was really good and uh very enjoyable and i think there's only uh, a couple seasons on netflix but my impression from watching the show is that there are many many seasons maybe on I mean, it's British. I don't know. BBC. <laughs> I don't know what else they'd be on, but. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch. And it's just fascinating. The whole one, you know, just the process itself, like of, of inspiration for design and, and um, you know, budget and issues that come up. But then also the host like makes it really fun and interesting because he has a lot of experience with how these things work and also has an interest in design. So he kind of like, needles a little bit and like nitpicks to kind of see what reaction he's going to get from the from the builder the homeowner and um that's kind of fun to watch too but i think the only other tv show that we weren't actually going to spend a lot of time on was uh history of swear words which is really fun it was uh, funny also on netflix and i i would love to kind of hear the story of how they got nicholas cage to host this tv show right um well i don't know has strange. he been doing much lately yeah, I mean, he, he still makes a lot of movies. Who's uh, making a lot of movies right now? Lots of people. HBO <laughs> Max is putting them out <laughs> quite frequently, and Netflix just announced that they'll have a new movie every week, I think. What? Uh, through 2021. Something. It, I was going to say month, but that seems reasonable. 
and what I read was what I read seemed pretty unreasonable. So I think it was every week that Netflix is going to put on, put out a new movie. But uh, is this like quantity over quality, or maybe we are getting good things? Because well, judging it, from what we're going to discuss about Midnight Sky, it could go either way. Yeah, but I think that's pretty pretty standard for output of um, anything. And right? what's the standard for movie every week? That's just weird. Well, I mean, they did just, I think, purchase that new Gal Gadot movie, uh, some kind of spy thriller. I mean, they put out so much stuff, extraction. I think their main goal is to just build up their library, not necessarily regardless of quality, but I don't know. History of Square Wars is um, not a movie, but <laughs> so I don't, I'm not even sure how we got on that, but it's really, oh, because... Nicholas Cage, what he's been doing. I mean, he's put out movies like Mandy that was supposed to be really good, um, but we never made it around to. And was that last year? I thought that was like the year before. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because we didn't watch it. And I probably wouldn't know if we had watched it. But <laughs> he is still making, uh, I think, a decent amount of movies. He's just kind of hosting this, I guess, documentary style series, right? Yeah. I mean, because they have experts and they have people talking about like... Yeah, they actual history, but then right. They have I comedians. mean, they have actors and comedians, but also, like you said, they mix in. So I, I wrote down there was definitely lexicographers, but also historians, right? He, and then uh, I didn't write down what their roles were, yeah, but either. like <laughs> professors it, who study words and use and as they relate, like maybe sociologically. Yeah, I definitely. So. I mean, the people that they chose to be on there uh, add a, a lot of flavor to it uh, who is it um nikki glazer yeah i love that, her yeah she's hilarious i mean sarah silverman is also on and lots of other people but nikki glazer every time she comes up it's basically uh home run yeah. anything she says is super funny but as far as netflix movies go you know we did watch midnight sky yeah um directed by george clooney based on the book by lily brooks dalton and i was reading uh, a few articles about the movie i didn't realize that this is the first on-screen performance by george clooney as well since 2016 what no yeah it's weird right i looked back at his imdb after i read that and i think the last movie he was in was money monster which we never even watched but right i didn't think his performance was terrible in this movie i just thought like i didn't read the book yeah i'm gonna come right out and say i i did not dig this thing um but i didn't read the book so i don't know how closely it follows that story but yeah it's a good it's a good question about whether the book had a little more emotional resonance because I, I think the movie was missing that yeah but basically it's set in 2049 which that's not that far away right right and the so, technology in the movie seems extremely far advanced well uh, that isn't super unbelievable to me and that because reason of the exponential growth of technology i mean crazy stuff is happening that we don't even know about. And like, if you think about the technology that we have now compared to 30 years ago when we were 10, I mean, it's nuts, right? We could, wouldn't have even been able to imagine right. these things. So, and so now I cannot imagine that in 30 years, uh, you know, we could be traveling to other worlds. I guess it's not even it's that in far. in our solar right? system. I mean, relatively, it's not that moon far. Of Jupiter, <laughs> which I'm not sure how realistic that even is. Uh, but basically, the Earth is close to uninhabitable. Uh, George Clooney is... Apparently the only inhabitant. No, I think there's um, supposed to be underground 
facilities where oh, other people are. Right, but they're not supposed to last long. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. They never talk about what happened. No, I, I think it's, you're just supposed to kind of make the connection to, you know, the climate is spiraled out of control, right? Climate guess, change has made the earth. It seems like there was a catastrophic event, though. That too, yeah. I don't, the earth definitely looks on fire when they're <laughs> from the... Uh, Maybe it was n- nuclear holocaust. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And I guess, I guess it wasn't that important to the story they were trying to tell. No, I think that's probably the point. Is like, But the story they were trying to tell was kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so there's George Clooney in the Arctic who is trying to get a message to the ship that, you know, the was investigating this potential planet for life. And from what I can gather, there is already a small colony there. I because they were trying to connect to the colony there. Oh, okay. But they only briefly mentioned it. Okay. And they never mentioned why they couldn't contact because they were like, we can't contact these people. We can't contact these people. It's probably our problem. (laughs) Well, it's definitely their problem. (laughs) The uh the spaceship has uh Felicity Jones and David Ayelowo and a relatively small crew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Chandler, a couple other people. But as far as the part of the movie that's on the spaceship, I thought some of that stuff was was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, visually and the ideas that they kind of were trying to mix in there were good. I just yeah. thought the movie ultimately didn't really connect on any level for yeah, me. nothing. I'd had so. no emotional connection to any of the people. People die in this movie and you kind of are just like, okay, yeah, you know, and, and that really is, that's, that's ineffective. Probably not the point. So yeah, yeah <laughs> your the point they were trying to get across. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer. I was really like hoping for more. No. So not top five, 2020. <laughs> not Could. even my top 50. No. <laughs> I think I only watched 20 51 movies. movies? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was rough. Okay, so let's talk about these Future State comics that we bought for... Yeah. Uh, well, I only bought two. I'm, I'm not sure exactly how many came out. I know Superman came out. I bought the next Batman and the Wonder Woman Future State. Yeah, so you're going to have to do the overview for me right now because from what I gather, something has happened where we are now in a weird alternate future. Right. It's very confusing. <laughs> but I think, and I'm definitely not the best person to explain this, and I'll try to get through it a little bit, because, you know, like we talked about, there was the DC Dark Knights metal comic book crossover that I read, and then did not read the Death Metal one, a seven-issue series that kind of, again, reset the parameters of the DC universe. Like Flashpoint so, did? A little bit, yeah. So there was, like, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, crossover in like 1985 kind of collapsed all the the multiverse into one universe and tried to simplify things there was the new 52 that was kind of kicking off when we got into or when we got back into comic books and the point of the death metal series that just uh, wrapped up was restoring not only the multiverse and basically every multiverse that's ever been in dc but the omniverse which is different multiverses all existing like everything matters is the point everything that has come before is important to the greater dc canon right so there and 
characters are aware of these changes now. Uh, so, uh, so death metal itself seems like it was kind of driven by uh, a couple of antagonists, Perpetua and the Batman who laughs seeking to destroy everything, right? Because that's what villains do. I don't know. And ultimately wonder woman ends up kind of saving everything. Of course. Multiverse, multiverse, all that stuff. <laughs> and so she, nobody really knows, you know, exactly where she is. And not only this is where it really loses me because, uh, not only has the, the multiverse been restored, but, um, a thing that I've never heard of called hypertime is also now in play. What is hypertime? Or in time again, which is a multiverse of alternate timelines instead of alternate realities. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think that that's where the future state comes from. Okay. Uh, this is where I'm, I'm glad that nobody listens to the podcast to tell us how <laughs> stupid we are and how much we don't know about what's happening. Um, yeah, but, it's just, it's too difficult to like keep up with all of that when there's so much of that content. Yeah. If you want to do anything else. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just not, it would have to be like, uh, our concentration, our passion. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not currently. Okay. We'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, but we did buy these two comics and mm-hmm. uh, the next Batman was super thick issue because I think it was, I think that they included two other future state comics okay, that, that other people would not maybe purchase the first issue if they were just their, a standalone issue. Right. right? So Katana. Yeah. The Outsiders and um, Arkham Knights. I don't know if this is one I need to keep. Like, I didn't not like it. I just left it being being like so perplexed. Yeah. So maybe if you're going to keep up with it and you can let me know, hey, this is worth your time. So um, I don't think that I will. Okay. I did enjoy The Outsider's uh, you know, section of the book yeah, with yeah. Katana. I did and, not really um, dig Arkham Knights. That's, no, I could do without that. But the art was especially good in the um, Outsiders with yeah. with the layouts of some of the pages, especially where she's kind of making her way through the building. And yes, I, guess I I'm really still, liked that. It took me a minute to orient myself on the page, but that's maybe just because I'm not paying close enough attention because <laughs> it's pretty clear once you figure out what's going on. Like, yeah, and you can like follow it down. Real. It's the building. It's the floors of the building. I thought yeah. that was really cool. I did. It was very cool. Um, but those, they're probably not titles that I'm going to pick up. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we probably will stick with the Wonder Woman book for a yeah, little while. Yeah, I did really like it. I loved the art. I loved the colors. The whole style, like aesthetically fantastic for me. And I am interested to know who these characters are. There's some like adorable stuff going on and some like weird stuff and like some really cool stuff. And it's like a, a person I've never heard of. So I don't know if these have had a role in prior DC books that I'm not aware of. I don't or think if this so. I think she's a, a brand character. new character, Yara Floor, who's the who's taken the mantle of Wonder Woman, at least in this again, I don't know where this series exists. If right. it's in the hyper time alternate universe, whatever. But uh yeah, Joel Jones wrote Andrew the issue. Jordy Bellard did the colors. Uh, I'm not super familiar with some of her other stuff, but the um, Joelle Jones did spend some time drawing uh, um, issues in the Tom King Batman run. She was actually the 
first woman to do cover and interior art in a Batman title in consecutive issues, like in history. Oh. But I really loved her art in, in those yeah, issues, it's, in the Batman issues. It's good in this too. It's awesome. I don't know. I mean, it, it sets up the, the main character, Yara, as kind of in that same mythological realm as um, Diana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she meets this Kaipora character in the forest after she kills a Hydra. And I don't know, they make a trip to the underworld. And it's it's just... It's really fun and Yeah, there's like hijinks and... and <laughs> yeah, she's like talking... The Kaipor is talking to uh, this demon, you know, at a counter asking about the difference between uh, the gold and platinum tier uh, as far as right, making... membership it, levels. Yeah, I mean, to, it's... to make it through the underworld and the character itself, she's just very um, impulsive and, you know, much different than Diana. And it's... Right. Uh, she can't fly. She has a pegasus that has to help jerry yeah jerry <laughs> i just really liked it and i think i will definitely um add that to our poll yeah I, I really liked it too it was um fun and refreshing yeah yeah and just gorgeous i guess on to the big matter for the week i don't know i guess <laughs> on to the thing we're the most so excited, excited about, about. Like right the wandavision premiere on disney plus and they, they put out two episodes on Friday. We haven't even addressed this with Courtney, so he probably isn't even like aware that this is out. Uh, maybe not. He probably won't watch it. Why? Without us. Because he doesn't seem to do anything except for schoolwork and video he just games. Set up, but he just set up Hulu. He did just get the TV. So we'll see. We'll let him know. But they put out two of the nine, I think, total episodes that are supposed to come out for... Only Nine? That's what Google told me. <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier is only going to be six episodes. What the so hey, hey. Loki. I mean, they're limited series or in some cases maybe going on for more than one season. But it's this very interesting kind of intro into the phase four. Well, things need to the, get started moving faster then. Right. I mean, the complexity of interweaving the television and the movie universe is is such an interesting step. And this show is so different from anything else in the MCU. And it really, I mean, if it's a harbinger for things to come in, in this phase, which it's you know, supposed to be, I mean, I think we'll definitely get a lot of the same kind of superhero movies, right? I know they're going to introduce a yeah. lot more characters and new storylines and everything i'm sure will be in concert kind of as it has been for the first three phases but it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out uh the first two episodes of this you're right they move so slowly but they they do and they don't right i mean the it's like setting up the world we are getting glimpses into something not right is happening and then you know, yeah, I mean, the, the two episodes that we've seen have only been kind of the black and white sitcom. There was the first episode that was Dick Van Dyke kind of impressioned. And then the next episode was Bewitched. Bewitched. And, and then it changes color at the end. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it's definitely the series is dealing with Scarlet Witch, Elizabeth Olsen's grief, right? But in what way? It hasn't really been revealed yet. Like, Right. And I mean, we're... I think led to believe that this is being done to her. It definitely, I mean, it it straight up asks that right Right. (laughs) in the show, but 
there's definitely a question in my mind about whether that's true or not. Right. And I'm not super because familiar. She's, because she's like really insistent on protecting this. Oh yeah. She's life. definitely got some level of control, right? Where right. she just is like, you know, there's the beekeeper that comes out of the sewer and she's like, no, yeah. that's not happening. And it rewinds to the point where she wants to be. We've never read the house of M series or storyline from uh, quite a few years back where Scarlet Witch, I, my impression from what I've read is that she does create her own reality. But then there's also definitely an observer to what's going on in the show where it shows that S.W.O.R.D. is watching what's happening in some way. S.W.O.R.D. is, I guess in the comics, kind of a counterpart to S.H.I.E.L.D., but they're not right. strategic homeland defense. They're more concerned with the universe. And they're definitely uh, kind of slow rolling the phase four plan on how it's going to tie into the multiverse, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've explicitly said that this show is intricately intertwined with the next Doctor Strange movie, The Multiverse of Madness. And, uh, you know, there's Easter eggs that I'm sure I haven't right. seen. Right. I'm going to have to listen to somebody else who, like, has been watching this frame by frame and has all the information readily available to them, either in their brain or in front of them, and like to break down some of those things. But yeah. Their address tons in, of the, in suburbia, wherever they are, you know, mm-hmm. 2800 is a reference to, I guess, the multiverse, uh, Earth 2800, as opposed to where most things happen in the Marvel Universe is Earth 616. Earth 2800 is kind of pulled from the Tom King vision run. Hmm. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of conjecture about whether Mephisto is playing a role in... <laughs> Uh, what's happening in this show if he's kind of trapped her in this alternate reality. It's super good. I, I Even though it's so different and really kind of slow rolling the details of, of what's happening. Right. I, I see, though, that it's like set up to really pick up pace. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really like the fundraiser, um, the yeah, neighborhood fundraiser. So, on, <laughs> so in addition to like this bigger mystery that we're trying to figure out with what's going on each episode does have that like sitcom issue of what what is the the problem for the um protagonist this week you know um the first one it's the dinner party with the boss and then the second episode is they've got this this uh talent show fundraiser thing that they've got to do yeah Um, and and Watching the two of them kind of work together uh, to pull off a fake magic show that turns into a real magic show that nobody really knows is actually happening. Right, that needs to look like a fake magic show. It's so funny. And Catherine Hahn is unbelievably good in basically everything that we see her in. But in this case, she plays their neighbor, Agnes, who is, I think what I read, maybe... She is also maybe based on a, a character from the comics called and maybe Agatha, who was a, a, also a witch that kind of acts as a mentor for Scarlet Witch at, at some points, oh, various points. And uh, so we'll see if that actually happens. I don't know if that's true, but uh, she's an awesome character in this. And I can't wait till Kat Dennings shows up somewhere in the series. Um, <laughs> yes, she is. I had no idea. I think she was in the trailer, but I, I had forgotten until I was mm-hmm. on the IMDb page. And uh, kind of just scroll through that. But I'm just super excited to see how the, the All show the pieces plays come out, together. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. 
that, that's all I really had for WandaVision. Did you have anything else? I this, don't. It's really good. It was really good. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll see uh, what happens next week. Yeah. Not on WandaVision, but for our. I mean, we'll see what happens on WandaVision. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. but hopefully we'll get to Love and Rocket stuff. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it. <laughs>